Hello and welcome to The Strong Christian. On today's show, we're going to be talking about losers, loathers, and looters. What exactly that means, and if you're going to lose, how to lose the correct way. Talking about all that and more, coming up next on The Strong Christian. Pens. In our everyday life, we see them everywhere. At school, the office, in research, and refinancing. What a fantastic way to showcase your brand. And now, get some for free. Go to 100freepens.com to learn how you can get 100 free pens with your first-time pen purchase from Advance Advertising. Do more than marketing. Celebrate your brand. Advance Advertising. Well, everybody, and welcome to The Strong Christian. As I mentioned today, we're going to be talking about losers, loathers, and looters. This is actually a topic that um, I had done a podcast on years and years and years ago, but I thought it might make sense to revisit a little bit and talk a little bit about that. Now, let's start off with talking about what I mean by being a loser. Um, I'm not talking about an insult uh, levied at anybody. What I'm talking about is that every one of us has lost something at some point in our life, whether it be a sporting competition, a loved one, um, a job or promotion. Something's happened in our life where we've experienced loss. And this episode today is is to talk about how not to avoid losing, because that's just part of life, but how do we embrace that loss the proper way so that we can grow from it, so that others can grow from us, and we can be the best that we can possibly be and, and, and showcase our faith in the best possible way. Um, so again, every one of us has had, had that situation before where we felt let down and patient to get what we want. And the natural human tendency often is to blame somebody else. You know, I would have got that promotion if that other person wasn't such a, a brown noser. Um, I would have won that sporting event if the referee wouldn't have made that bad call. Uh, you name it. I would have I would have got that money that I deserved if that loved one hadn't slighted me somehow. So there's always a reason. And today's episode is to talk about how to put that reason on you first. That doesn't mean to to take on responsibilities that, that don't belong to you, but it does mean taking responsibilities that do belong to you. Um, and we're going to come back to how to be the best loser in just a second. But what I want to talk about before that is the other two things that are in the show um, intro, and that is being a looter and a loather, and what those mean, how they progress, and how to not become one of those folks. So let's talk about what a loather is. Again, everyone's lost, but a loather is that person that when they lose, they refuse to take any personal responsibility for it, and they it's so much so that whatever the the cause was for their loss, wherever they're putting that "I lost because of" energy, they begin to loathe that. They begin to hate that that person, that institution. So. We've all we've been there. I mean, this isn't this isn't pointing the finger at anybody. It's pointing the finger right here, pointing the finger right there at you. Everybody has had that situation. I lost something, and I'm blaming it on the other person. Here's here's the problem when when you do that. What happens is 
you never fully analyze that situation, right? It's just so easy. It's so easy just to hate somebody else, to tell, to say, well, it wasn't my fault. Because suddenly, then in your mind, that loss of whatever it was goes away. And it's, it's a justified loss. We're always trying to justify to ourselves, why did something happen? And by blaming someone else, often that becomes that justification that we can say, oh, okay. But the problem is we don't take the responsibility for why it was we lost. So for example, let's say you're in a sporting event and you, and you lost. At no point do you ever look at that person and say, hey, maybe I lost because they're better than me. Maybe I lost because that person practiced more. Um, make Sure, maybe the ref made a bad call, but that was one bad call. If we looked at the entire game as an example, how many times did that person beat me or did that team beat me over and over again because they, they practiced more, they, they ate better, they, they exercised more, they conditioned more. The problem with loathing somebody is you never truly studied them. And that's an interesting thing that we have to take into consideration in life is sometimes it help, it's helpful to study those people that beat you. I'm very well known for in my business for calling competitors and asking them, asking them to go out and have a cup of coffee. And listen, it's not because I'm some sort of espionage. I'm trying to figure out what makes them work, but I am. And it's not necessarily I want to learn their trade secrets. I just want to meet them because I know they are what drives their business, the way they think, the way they operate. And I'm, I'm hoping that I can gain some knowledge from them, not on their trade secrets, but just on how their mind operates. What type of customers do they look for? And why do they look for them? Why did why do they do business the way they do business? That's a very insightful tool. And maybe during that process, they learned something from me and together we learn, hey, maybe we could bo both grow from this. One of the things that I think is interesting about the 10 commandments is a lot of the commandments have everything to do with what we're talking about today, and that is loathing uh, somebody else. Let me give you an example. Exodus 24 through the first part of 5. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. That's interesting. You um, often will hold people up to a uh, plateau and then and then you'll kind of crush them um, in your mind. You'll hold them up as, as, in this case, it might sound like we're talking about hold them up as some sort of thing that you worship, but but even when you hold something up in hatred, you're still you're still kind of holding it up in worship. It's just they become the center of your anger, maybe more so than your faith. So they still be kind of become an idol because at no point have you actually turned your problems over to God, asked for guidance and forgiveness and faith. That person, even even if you're not worship, worship, worshiping them like they were a god. You are worshiping them because you're giving all of that praise, even if it's negative praise, you're giving it to them for your losing. Uh, 16 through 17, also in Exodus, also from the Ten Commandments. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor, and you shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, 
his male or female servants, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. When you loathe somebody, when you constantly say they got something and they don't deserve it, they've got that big, beautiful house, but they don't deserve it. They don't work that hard for it. You're, you're missing the point. Whether they worked hard for it or not, it's not yours. It never was yours. And unless you change the way that you look at life, the way that you go at life, it never will be yours. The other problem with being a uh, loather is it very quickly steps you into the next step, and that is to be a looter. Let me read also from the Ten Commandments. You shall not steal, and you shall not murder. See, when you become a looter, this is dangerous because what happens is you've loathed something for so long or somebody for so long. So you've held them in contempt and you've held them in judgment for so long about something that soon it seems to be justified to you to go take what, what is theirs. So if it's somebody that has more money than you, well, then they must have gotten it through ill gain because I don't have a lot of money and I'm pure as the driven snow. So if they have a lot of money, they must have stolen it. So therefore, it's justified that we steal it back. But it's not. Let me read you some of my notes here also. When we talk about looting, that does not just mean burning down or wrecking somebody's home or business. It can also mean putting into regulations against someone who thinks differently than you, boycotting them, canceling them, or setting different tax rates for them, right? So this isn't meant to be a political uh, podcast, but the mere fact that we tell folks that make a higher income that they have to pay a higher tax rate is very much looting, okay? So first we loathe them. We say, oh, those rich, we got to go get them. And then we raise it up to looting. Now we feel justified because we've explained it to ourselves that they got it ill-gottenly. Now we're justified to go take it for ourselves. And that's not right because it's not ours. And in America especially, you have the right or, and the ability to work hard and do what you need to do to achieve as much as you can achieve. But you don't get there by loathing people or by looting them. You get there by losing well. And here's the next part of our conversation, and that is how to be a great loser. Not too often in life do you get this advice on how to be a great loser, right? Everybody wants to talk to you about how to be a winner and how to be the best and the greatest, but that's not realistic, right? Some of the best teachings we can give people is how to lose gracefully. So here's some examples. One way is you need to learn from it, right? How did that person win? If, if, again, using sports as an analogy, if you were, let's say, wrestling. I used to wrestle long ago, and I wasn't good at it. Okay, So let's use that as an example. If I lost on the mat, it wasn't because the ref called it a pin and it wasn't a pin. It's because I fell on my back and got pinned. So the question is, how did the guy do it? What moves did he do? Right? Look at his, my arms. Look at his arms. You can tell that guy's working out in the gym a lot more than me. He's putting the time in. He, he has made it part of his life, and I just made it kind of a hobby. He's more uh, intent, and he's more uh, intensive about how he spends his time, and the performance shows that he's put that work in. Be very real about your analysis. Okay, so when you're looking at an event where you lost something, maybe let's say you lost your house. Okay, well, if you lost your house, why did you lose your house? Did you lose your house 
because someone stole it from you or did you lose your house because maybe you bought a house that was bigger than you can afford. The economy took a turn and suddenly you were underwater with your mortgage payment. That's okay. Things happen. But be honest about that. Hey, you know what? Maybe I overextended myself. So for this next house, I'm going to learn from that. I'm going to be a little more modest in what I get. But I know that when times get tough, I can still make that house payment. The other part about losing is giving yourself time to really understand if that thing is right for you. So one of the issues we have with losing is when somebody loses, they just get so mad. They, I'm going to throw in the towel. I'm quitting right now. I'm just going to quit. Don't do that, right? Because what happens? You quit. And then you start to loathe somebody else because they're successful at it. And, and you could have been too, but that that whatever wasn't the right thing for you, that coach wasn't the right thing for you, that boss wasn't, wasn't kind to you. Just step back. Give whatever that situation is some time. See if a little more work, a little more effort can make it better for you and find out if that's right for you. And then the final thing with that is in time and with proper judgment, analyze and say, you know what? Maybe the reason I keep losing at whatever this is, is because I don't enjoy it, or it's just not right for me, or maybe I don't have the natural skills necessary to be successful at it, and that's okay. That just means that it's time to do something else. But what you've done is you've lost gracefully, you've learned from it, and you're not hating somebody else. In fact, now you can hold somebody else up in a higher regard because you can say, hey, Man, I know firsthand how hard it is to achieve that level of success. And I applaud you because you've done a phenomenal job. Now, instead of loathing them, you hold them up in, in high regard and not, not worship, but you hold them up in esteem and respect to say, I really appreciate what you did, did and I have a newfound respect for what it takes to be that successful. And I only hope I can be that su successful with something else in my life later on down the road. It can also, if you don't throw in the towel, it can help you learn to set some goals. Okay, if that person is better at XYZ because they've gone and gotten additional training, well then maybe I should get some additional training too. Open up that conversation with that person instead of loathing them or instead of stealing from them. Open up a conversation with them and say, how did you get there? Who did you use? Who's your coach? Who's your trainer? Uh, did you take some special classes? Did you go back to school? Tell me what you did so that I can learn from it and become better. And then again, ultimately, if you find out after all that that it's just not right for you, that's okay too. Life is too short to beat yourself up over, over things that just aren't right for you. It might mean that God has just blessed you with other gifts and talents and has used this opportunity of losing as a way to close that window so that he can open another door for you. So you always have to be aware of that. So that's all we have for today. Thank you so much. God bless. And as always, have a fantastic day.